Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello and welcome everyone to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I am Rainy Hale, so you know this has to be Horse Thursday. Today is Thursday, May 5th, um, and I'm calling to you from the just soaking, soaking wet <laughs> uh, Portland area today, um, Pacific Northwest. It has been, we had a gorgeous day yesterday. It was 70 degrees and beautiful, but then the rain started last night and it's just pouring, but we can use it. I'm not going to complain. Um, anyway, um, I'd like to take a quick minute and say hello to my um, co-host here in just a second. Um, we've got two of them with me today, I'm happy to say. Um, but I'd like to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. We almost always are going to have a website or an event coming up that you're going to want to write down. And please press 1 on your phone if you have any questions, comments, testimonials. We'd really love to hear from you. We've got some topics to talk about today from the Facebook page that people are having questions about. And so we'd really love to hear from all of you um, because a lot of them are going to be um, more of a discussion rather than a straight answer. So we would love to hear from all of you guys on what you do in these particular situations. So please press 1 when you have um, something to share. As a quick reminder, we do need to keep this show to... Um, in a horse unit with horses and really um, behavioral and training and stay away from the more medical side. Just have to throw that out there every week. All right. Um, but we all know it, don't we? <laughs> all right. So I'm going to say hi to, I've got, we've got Tiff with us this morning. Hi, Tiff. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Blog Talk, Rainy. It's good to be here. I'm back in Western Colorado. I just got back from a um, uh, cross country with, uh, a good friend of mine to Tennessee with the horse trailer, and we camped all the way across the U.S. It was nice. So anyway, um, <laughs> great to be here, safe and sound, and Beamer is just an amazing product. So happy to be here. All right, thanks, Tiff. So good to have you back. And Cindy, good morning. Good morning, Tiff and Rainy, and everybody out there. We got a hodgepodge of things we can talk about today. So uh, we hope that you also call in and uh, share some of your own experiences. Absolutely. All right. Um, I don't know where should we start today. I don't know that we can make it any mm-hmm. kind of a, <laughs> a natural yeah. order of, of things to go in. But um, I don't know, maybe we can start with the kind of a maybe smaller topic of um, we had a question on Facebook about whether you should be while the horse is eating. Um, and that's a good question and a question we get a lot. And so, and, and maybe we should, um, let's start with that one. Cindy, what do you think? Do you want to start with that and 
I can add to it, and I'm sure Tiff can as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we know that what, you know, if you're doing a first-time demo on a horse or first few sessions, what you want to do is to avoid uh, any distractions, whether it's, you know, horses walking by or, um, you know, if the horse has to choose between uh, eating and uh Having a beamer session, you know that beamer's going to lose. So you just you want the reactions to be, you know, to be as genuine and and visible as possible when you're first uh, introducing a horse to um, beamer. But if this is your own horse um, and you're doing this regularly, then in fact. Um, it's very comparable to like with people, you know, you could eat and still be doing the beamer. So um, it's, it, there's nothing physiological that's going to um, restrict um, the efficacy of beamer by virtue of eating. The horses, you know, we're balancing the nervous system. So we're engaging the rest and digest parasympathetic mode. And so, um, I think it's a matter of personal preference um, that, you know, your horse could definitely eat. I know that um, Dr. Vonk brought up something that I hadn't thought of before, and I think, again, it's a matter of personal preference, but to say if you're feeding, um, you know, a kind of uh, hot feed, you, you know, and, you know, grains in your supplements and things like that, that's, you know, that's a lot of stimulation when you're trying to get the horse to rest and digest. So the preference would be from her perspective is to say, let's do, uh, let's, you know, eating hay is fine, hay or grass. Um, uh, but the, I, I don't know that that's a hard and fast rule. I do think it's, it's a matter of personal preference. So um, Rainy, do you have any, do you have a different yeah, that, opinion? That, that's pretty much exactly how I usually will tell people, you know, when I'm talking to, to, you know, when I'm doing a demo and when I'm telling my, you know, uh, clients how to, to use it, you know, the customers how to use it, in, you know, in the future. Um, yeah, definitely you're, you're wanting to avoid distraction in the, you know, in those first few sessions for a couple reasons, both because you've already talked to them about these are the normal responses we see in horses, you know, blank, 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 head dropping, lip soft, hip, hip cock, you know, soft ears, all those things. But if they keep, if horses keep walking by and, or they're feeding horses in the next, you know, lane over, um, you know, the next alleyway over, and every time somebody walks by, the, head, the horse's head is popping up or looking or, you know, you're not going to see any of that stuff. It's not doing any, it's, the beamer is still working, but we're not seeing those visual responses that A, we're used to seeing, and B, we've told these, you know, potential customers that they will be seen with their horse or could be seen with their horse and none of it is happening. So um, you don't get that really nice visual of what the horse is feeling, uh, you know, going through when, when they're constantly distracted. And, and the second part of that is, you know, for those first few sessions, you want to actually see how the horse is responding, especially if you're, if you're changing intensities, you know, you're trying to pick a program for a specific thing, you know, you want to watch how the horse responds to those specific programs um, so that you're, you know, you're doing the right kind of um, protocol for that horse. You know, you're trying to establish, at least for my horse, when I'm first starting, you know, I'm going to start low and go 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 slow, but I'm going to go up and I'm going to play with those intensities before before we um, ride, after we ride, um, before a show, after a show, 
before eating, after eating, and, and so I want to be able to watch how the horse responds after those various, or after, during, before those various sessions, and if they're constantly being distracted by other things, you, you might not be able to see that. So it's going to be harder to kind of, you know, make those informed choices on how you should use Beamer for that particular horse. Um, so, so those are a couple of reasons why I don't like to in the beginning. But as Cindy said, if it's your own horse and you kind of already know how they're going to respond to various situations and you're no longer really trying to gauge how Beamer is working and when it's working, I, I, I don't think there's a problem, you, you know, when they're, when they're just kind of munching on their hay um, to do it. It's not, Beamer is not going to be any less effective, you know, being used that way. So I completely agree. But I, and I hope that answers that person's question too. Um, Tiff, do you have anything to add to that? I know I just talked all of your ear off. <laughs> you know, you guys both hit it right on the nail. It just depends. It's all very preference and and just what you both said. You said it beautifully. So nothing more to add. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So okay. I hope that answered that um that person's question um on Facebook, but please if you had anything more specific or if we didn't kind of, because I know I think that person said that they weren't able to listen live. So that's why they were asking that question that way. So I hope when they listen to the yeah. recording that kind of covered what they wanted to know, but if not, please, please follow up on Facebook. If, if we didn't, um, we, we didn't maybe understand your question the right way or answer it the way that you were um, hoping we would please follow up. Yeah. All right. So yeah. the next one is a big, big one. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. We got a lot. Oh, unless today, you had so. more to add. Yeah, I know we do have a lot. No, today. no, no. The next I was question. Go to yeah. So, so you go first. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. The next one is a really big question, and it's unfortunately not. There's no like answer for it necessarily. It's more of a discussion going to be an answer, like I was saying in the beginning. And the question is, um, how are how are barn user or barn owners pricing the use of you know Beamer in their in their barns as far as um, selling sessions to their, to their borders. Um, and it's uh, such a, such a big question because there's so many parts to it and so many variables to it that there's impossible to say, this is how you charge for it. <laughs> um, not only, I mean, you've got where you are in the country, um, you know, you've got rural versus, you know, city, you've got rural versus, you know, you, or you've got ranch horses versus, you know, high performance horses You've got, um, you know, people that are just, you know, weekend trail riding versus people, even in the same barn, you have people that are maybe riding on the weekends or maybe once a month versus people that are actually actively showing. And so, you know, your Beamer recommendations might be different for all of those people. So there's just so many variables. Um, I don't know. I'm sure Cindy and Tiff, you guys have some some things that you've heard from your various um, customers and barn owners of what they kind of do. Um, and maybe we can just have a discussion about that. And if any callers or any listeners want to call in of um, what they have either done themselves or heard, you know, their customers do, that would be great because any information I think will be helpful. Uh, Cindy, do you want to maybe start with what you've heard from your customers? Well, and, um, and you yourself? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, again, it, you know, as Rainey said, it really depends on the area. You know, um, the area where I lived, used to live, um, was a pretty high-dollar area. And so um, what people would do um, is, you know, if, if this was a barn, you know, they would decide on uh, packages of saying, how, you know, do you want your horse to get femur every day? Do you want it a couple times a week? 
Do you want it, uh, you know, on a particular schedule? And then they would determine um, a price, and the price would obviously, kind of like a package of, of sessions, would be if you, if you, you know, as opposed to just having one, you know, one here or there randomly, that the package would be something less um, than an individual um, session. So, I mean, I've seen. You know, definitely that barn owners have been able to provide services that where they say, um, you know, we'll we'll do these sessions for you on you choose the the frequency um, or the um, you know number of times a week or a month, and you know anywhere from you know um, a couple hundred dollars to more depending on. Again, there's, uh, you know, if it's a competitor barn, there's probably, um, they're used to more modalities coming in, and um, you probably could charge a little bit more. Uh, Rainy, as I, you and I were talking, I think you said that some trainers will add it to their uh, list of services so that they could use, yep. um, you know, do Beamer sessions for their clients. So rather than saying, you know, there's a set price, there's, it really depends on the variables and, and the times that it's uh, happening. You know, and if somebody said, I want my horse to be beamered twice a day, all four legs too, um, that's um, a little more labor intensive than if they said, you know, I want you to do the uh, blanket and cuffs three times a week or before my riding lesson or, or, or. So, um, you really have to, I would think that for someone considering this, that they would want, as a barn owner or manager, that they'd want to kind of survey their clientele as to what the clientele needs were and the interests were and to go in and have a real uh, maybe presentation by the distributor as to what Beamer does and, you know, and so that people understood it. And then, you know, you're going to have to test the waters a little bit. So... That's as much guidance as I can give. Yeah. Yeah, and Tiff, I'll let you do a little bit too um, here in a second because I'm sure you've got um, clients and customers that um, that have had done this too. But, you know, from my experience, I've had everything from barn owner to – I was just – I was talking with Cindy too about this. Uh, I have a barn owner who has her 15- or 16-year-old granddaughter do all the sessions. And like Cindy was saying, they have packages available and you can choose um, – and I live I live in the Portland area, but a really kind of rural area of it. So usually my pricing is kind of our our pricing in this area is kind of on the lower end of what I hear from the na- the national, um, you know, what other people can charge. So again, that's a huge big factor in here is where you are, um, and and so she has her granddaughter doing it. So it's um, it's not like you know skilled labor necessarily doing it, which that's the great thing about Beamers. It doesn't have to be. Um, and she has packages available for, like Cindy was saying, either a certain number of times a week or a certain times a number a month, or even, um, you know, she'll do a um, kind of a, an unlimited whenever they want, you know, as far as is when it's available, they can have a Beamer session. And so she has different packages set up with different pricing that they can build into their, um, into their boarding costs. Um, and then I have uh, trainers that do it and they build it in as well as you know before and or after depending on the you know level of training that they're doing um, they just build that in too and packages that are available so the the packages thing is is really kind of probably probably the the most valuable thing we can kind of share with you as far as the most kind of consistent across no matter where you are is to have options for people 
um, depending on how you have your, you know, Beamer set up to be able to be used, um, to have options whether people want to be doing it a few times a week or every day or just before their um, lessons or things like that. So that would probably be the most, no matter where you are or what you're doing, to if you're a barn owner, to have kind of options and packages available for people um, is, I think, maybe the best advice we can give. Um, Cindy, I mean, um, Tiff, how about you? Yes. Yeah, all of those things are wonderful. Another thing to think about, um, I know you guys are all talking about demographics and where you are located mm-hmm. and what to charge. Something to do, and this is what I did personally, and I know we've talked about this before, but just for a price point, um, just to hit on that, just to hit on that part of it, yeah. um, research what people are charging in your area, whether it's through the Facebook page, asking Beamer distributors, or simply asking um, like chiropractors, massage therapists, you know, different things like that, or other devices and therapies that are out there as well, and base it off of that. That's what I did. Um, now there's so many more female distributors across the country. You can specifically ask them in their area what they're charging, Just, but, but that gives you an idea so you know when you're going into barns or when you're talking with barn owners or trainers, hey, this is a great package, this is the price point, this is how you can accomplish that. This is how you can incorporate it into your program or your facility. And that will help with getting to know and, and, and then talking more in depth with the, with the customers that are there or the clients that are the half horses. Definitely. And that's, that the Facebook page is a great place to do that. Cause I've seen those questions on there before. And, and that's a great way to get started. Uh, you know, like what people are charging per session. Um, what I have seen though is, you know, people that are, like you and I and, you know, Cindy or, or other people, if you're going somewhere and doing a session, that's going to be more expensive than if you're already at the barn and a barn owner and you're incorporating sessions into your, you know, training and or boarding things because you're already there. You're not talking about travel or, you know, trying to get somewhere and find a person and, you know, all that kind of thing. So so keeping in mind that maybe what people are charging for sessions is going to be more than than probably what trainers and or barners are going to charge per session. But that's a great place to get started on on and seeing what the the pricing is for those kind of things it, it, using that as a gauge. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um hey Randy can just did can you do a quick scan just to see if um the person that I had said may, yeah. might call in, if, if she's on there. I had just done a look. I didn't see one a few minutes before I started okay. talking. I'm looking again. I don't see it yet. Okay. No. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to keep an eye out. <laughs> I have, yeah. Um, back to Facebook questions. I have uh, I have a couple, of, uh, a quick one, and then um, one I definitely want Tiff to weigh in on. But one uh, question was to say, you know, what's the difference or the longevity of the horse set battery life between the version 2 and the version 3? And so um, version 2 batteries are the same unit as what's in version 3. And how long your battery lasts has a lot to do with how well you take care of it. And we've talked before about saying you really want to avoid extreme heat, um, you know, and not leave it in your truck when, you know, it's going to be 120 degrees inside the truck soon on a hot day and and not in freezing temperatures. So you want to take care of it like it's a laptop, if you would. 
Um, and in fact, it, the, the battery life, um, or the, the, you know, once it's fully charged, the batteries will get used up quickly if you're using a lot of program three. And of course, we recommend that you're rotating your program, so you're not doing just program three, but, but that would use it up the most. But, but basically, the batteries are, are designed to be long-lasting. They're lithium batteries, so it, as in any battery, at some point, the battery will get used up. And they are replaceable by sending them for a cost, so you have to send it back to the company so that they can replace the battery. Um, and I imagine that cost is going to go up slightly with um, just the fact that we just had a price increase. But the old price, just for point of comparison, was $418. Um, and I can't remember if that included it. And then you had to pay shipping, too. But so at least it's not replacing the whole blanket or cuff, that you can replace the batteries. But so it you know, behooves you to take good care of them. But version 2 and version 3 are basically the same. So I know that my version twos, I, you know, the batteries are four to five years old, and they're still going. So, um, but I take real good care of them. So anyway, that um, I don't know if, if Rainy or Tiff want to chime in on that at all, but I think that was pretty straightforward. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, there isn't. That's just like saying exactly. Tell me how long my cell phone battery will last or my laptop battery will last. You know, of course, there's many variables again. Um, I My version 2 that I bought, I, I sold sort of to uh, um, to the therapy, horse therapy place I work with a lot, um, and they are still using that. And I bought that, the V2, the second it came out. I can't even remember what year that was. It was 2016 then. 17? 16. So she, she, and she yeah. has that, and they use it a lot, um, and they haven't had to replace anything on that. So... Um, and they, like I said, they use it quite a lot. They have a lot of horses in their, um, just in their barn in general. They have their own horses, and then they have their therapy horses. So um, it gets used a lot, um, and they haven't had to replace that yet. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're designed to last a long time. Yeah. Um, so here's the question that I definitely want Tiff to weigh in on because we always get these usage questions. And one of them is, is it better to use the Beamer before or after competition? And, and what a surprise, you're going to hear us say it's going to depend on your horse. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I'm going to make an equation here or a comparison with human athletes. Um, and that is to say before a competition, you want to warm up. You want blood perfusion throughout the entire body. And so, um, you know, that's – and how long beforehand, or whether it's the night before, really is going to depend on the horse. But that's what I want Tiff to, to help us address. So, you know, using the Beamer beforehand is definitely um, advantageous. And then after the horse is out there and just, you know, um, competed their heart out, so to speak, um, their physiology has changed, and so the same is with a human athlete. And um, if you're going to have multiple classes or runs or whatever discipline it is during the day, you want to recover between them. And so Beamer can help. Personally, I would do it at the lowest level uh, afterwards, at some point afterwards, to help be able to um, recover and regenerate. 
So there, when a horse is being used heavily like that and high expectations, there's good arguments to use either before or after. And if you say, well, I don't have time, you have to choose, then, then it's going to need to depend on your horse. But the, the question went on to, as an example to say, if you do it beforehand, how long before running and on what program do you think would be best barrel horse? So, Tiff, this one is right up your alley. And uh, maybe that you could give, you, give us your opinion, but, again, we know it's going to depend on that horse. Absolutely. You're right. It is going to depend on the horse. I personally prefer to do it before. And I like to do it, like, when it's convenient. Obviously, it depends. But a lot of a lot of barrel horses are either at an event and they're running, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a travel type of event. So when you're at an event, sometimes you stay overnight, sometimes you don't, but you've been traveling in the trailer regardless of it's, if it's the night before or a few days before or the day of. And I feel like that's just good to get it an hour before is kind of my gauge. While you're at the trailer or in the morning when they're getting their breakfast, like after they're done eating, I prefer when they're done eating as well. Um, But like we talked about earlier, it really depends on your horse. But me personally and for my clients, I prefer that we get it in, you know, in the morning or, or you know, an hour or two before they're getting ready to run because it really helps those horses to focus, to relax, and to just do their job. They're much more supple. They're much more willing. They're less stressed out. Like, it's just and, – and a lot of the horses that are athletes love their job. So they just need a little extra help to help them just to relax. So I prefer to do it in the morning, like in the morning, because all the events I go to are typically, you know, mid-morning, afternoon. But like, you know, an hour or two before you compete. And it all really depends. Some people say, you know, that's not good. But in my opinion, that is when the horses do the best. So that's just how I've used it and how I've suggested clients use it as well. But it also, it really just depends. Once the horses are used to it, Maybe they'll prefer to do it after, but a lot of the horses I work with are high, intense horses that are just ready to go. Not that they're bad. They're just ready to go, and they know what's coming. So it just helps them to just gather their mind, go into that parasympathetic, relax, and do their job. Yeah. Yeah, that um, at, at the show that I was just at, it was a barrel futurity, and I oh it just it was really painful to watch but there is um one woman whose horse was I just went oh my god I wish I had seen you or found you something beforehand because she could not even with rider assistance she could not get that horse to go into the arena and she finally had to back the horse down the alley and then turn around, and then the horse went, whoop, nope, that's that same arena. I'm not going in there. <laughs> and she had to go in in a real, you know, a tough way, kind of around all the, the drag tractors and everything to get in there, and she was able to do her run. But it was um, it was just painful to watch, and I thought, I, I really wish I could have helped that horse. So there's um, there's lots of stress for these horses, and like you said, Tiff, they, they know what's coming, and, you know, they want to go. 
So um, that focus from that kind of focused energy is really super important for a competitor. Um, And I think, you know, uh, again, for people that might have to do do more than one run in a day, that's when they think about doing it afterwards. So it really depends on the circumstances. So, um, Rainey, do you have comments to add to that? Yeah, you know, a lot of times, like the before and after depends on yes, a what you're doing. Those barrel horses are yeah, they're 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 excited. They're love they love it usually, and and they know what's coming and they're like yes, bring it to me. And, it, and the way I always think of it is for those of you who maybe don't know horses, but you might know dogs. I have a really excited dog, and when I get treats and I try to tell him what to do. He just starts doing stuff. He's like, lay down, sit down, shake, I'll roll over. What? Like, he just starts throwing everything at me before <laughs> I've even asked him anything to do, right? He's like, whatever I have to do to get that, right? Um, and that's what I think of these horses are like, what do you – and I had, a, I had a horse, you know, growing up that I wish I had Beamer for because she was, she was so willing to give me everything she had, but she – it would usually take me a good 20 minutes to get her kind of warmed up so that she could, like, not do that, not throw me all of her tricks all at once. Um, Because she was like, I'll do whatever you want, you know. Um, And um, so I think Beamer helps them, you know, come down off that a little bit. And and like like you both have said, give them that focus so they can go, okay, I know what my job is. Let's go do it. Um, And so and that's what that's why I think a lot of people with, you know, especially with um, maybe like speed events, because the horses do get so amped up before. Um, like to do it before because they get that like calm, energized focus that they they really need to help that horse do the job. Um, but the more you know, longer and really physical, um, you know, maybe endurance or the even um, all the stuff that we were watching this last weekend, you know, all the eventing and things like that. That's a big physical toll on the horse every single day, and and so that's those are the great cases where maybe some people are really more interested in doing them after, but. Um, you know, like like um, Cindy was saying, with a lot of the professional athletes, they're doing both. They're doing it beforehand to get that body warmed up, to get that calm, focused energy, um, and to get the whole body ready for the event. And then they're doing after for that kind of muscle recovery, regeneration um, aspect of it. So a kind of a higher, usually it ends up being kind of a higher intensity in the beginning or before and a lower intensity after for recovery. So um you know, as always, which is frustrating, I know for you, you all, you people, is is there is no set answer, um, but there also isn't a wrong way to do it. So, so I hope that information though helps you all. I don't know if that helped any at all. Yeah, yeah. I th- well, I think it always helps to hear from different people what they think. Absolutely. You know, and and I also know people that like to do it the night before. So. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's going yeah. to depend a lot on the horse. We always say so. Um, I want to ask, like, if we, if I can go ahead real quick. So, like Rainy just said, that's a great point, Rainy. The the fact that you said, you know, it's not bad either way. So, you know, Beamer is a natural type of product that you're using on your horse. So you're not hurting your horse by doing it before. You're not hurting your horse by doing it afterwards. You can't overuse this product. We all talk about that, but I think it's good to hit on this when we're talking about this because you can't do it wrong. You're just helping your horse, and it all comes down to, like we talked about, it depends, right? It does come down to your horse and how you can effectively, if you're wanting to really pinpoint, hey, this is most effective for my horse, this particular program is most effective for my horse, 
putting it on the pole is most effective for my horse or, you know, different things that you have going on. You'll figure that out as you use the product and you'll figure out what's best for that particular horse. And so will the client because the client, it's just like your, it's just like your kids or your, like you said, Rainy, your dog. You'll figure out yeah. the work, their personality and how effective it is on those things. But you can't go wrong using it before or after, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, All right. Before, Cindy, before I turn it over to you, unless you had something to add on that, we do have a caller. So, no. Good. Okay. Okay, perfect. Because I know there's something you really want to talk about, and I think we really do need to talk about. Um, So I definitely want to get to you today, but let's take this caller and see what we can do for them. Maybe they have something to add. Uh, We've got area code 540. Area code 540, you're live on Blog Talk. Hey, Dr. Marlies Vonk here. (laughs) I was wondering if that was you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually calling Surprise in, guest. Um, but it's just a, yeah, with a testimonial, you know, because I Ooh, come from the other side. But I was inspired by y'all talking, and I wanted to give the perspective of the horses that I work on frequently at shows, which are hunter jumping horses. And if if um, you know, some of you know, they sometimes get incessantly uh, launched, like on the launch line. Uh, for up to 30 minutes uh, before going in the ring, like, you know, like an hour or sometimes, you know, it kind of depends in the the couple hours before they go in the ring. And they're actually pretty much exhausted, calm, right? Because hunter-jumper is judged on style. So everything has to, you know, be really low and slow, has to look very calm. And these horses, you know, most of the time are excited at the show. So um, I'm working on, we're currently working a show and, uh, you know, putting the Beamer on, on new horses that are, you know, predominantly healthy, you know, a little, a little element here and there, of course, because no horse is really without as far as I've found. But um, mm-hmm. I actually did a horse, one of these hunter-jumper horses um, in the weekend, and then they came, they traveled back to their home place, like about an hour and a half. They came back with the horse three days later because the show kind of flows into another show. And the the first class she did, the horse, she didn't even have to lunge the horse. Like the hunt, the horse was absolutely perfect. And I worked on three, and that was completely out of character. And I have excessive um, discussions with this trainer, and we worked on three horses this show, and we got amazing progress on two and a half of the horses. So two horses don't, you know, they don't even need to be lunched anymore. They're just about perfect. The third horse was perfect in the warm-up ring and then still had a little bit of issues in the um, in the actual arena, like Cindy said, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be in there. But it's just incredible how this could alleviate horses' lives and trainers' lives because these horses really don't want to be launched for that long. You know, maybe they want to be launched. Uh, you can launch them for the flexibility, right? You know, a couple, you know, a couple of minutes, ten minutes or so, just to kind of have them stretch left and right and up and down, but not just to get them tired because the trainer was indicating that they become really dull and they just say they're not really focused when they're that exhausted. So, and with the beamer, for you know, whatever the beamer, you know, we know what the beamer does, of course, but what what the beamer <laughs> does, it it keeps them calm, cool, and collected, and it's just so exciting to see that in a few sessions only. You know, it, it never, I mean, you know, I'm, 
I would say, how do I usually say it? I'm always amazed. I'm never, I'm never surprised, I guess, but I'm always amazed with how, how this happens, even in a few sessions. And especially if you can get a few sessions, you know, on the subsequent days, and I always do them the first time after, you know, at a show. I always do them after they show because these they just go show one time a day, right, unlike the barrel racers. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to note that, that we can just make horses' lives easier by not just being worn out, you know, by being lunched, you know, for that long. And And the riders have a way better experience in the ring. So that's just my two cents for today. Yeah, thanks, Marlies. You know, that's just, and it's not just hunter jumpers, but that, you know, obviously that was your example. I mean, a lot of situations are like that, even uh, in the performance ring, like uh, with halter horses. Think about that in some of the various different breed shows, um, that they get lunged forever. And um, one of the things I like to to say to people is don't leave your best performance in the warm-up, you know. Let the energy be used when you need it. And that's something that I think that Beamer really supports and facilitates. Yeah, so perfect example. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because we usually hear you giving advice, and this was, this was uh, great. So please <laughs> calling in with So um, do we have other callers? Yeah. No, yeah, Cindy, we don't. So um, if you want to go ahead and um, keep go on with the, what you kind of wanted to talk about. I think it'll be a great way to end the show today. Okay, cool. Well, two, one real quick thing is just to point out that we do have, uh, just before Land Rover anyway, we have a new ambassador, and we have now a woman in the eventing field, and uh, she's been some, uh, she's been well recognized worldwide for being one of the first women in a number of competitions, but that's uh Liz Halliday Sharp, and in fact, uh, she had um, first place finish in the four star in uh, eventing that we just uh, went through. So this is pretty cool. We've got three eventing ambassadors now. You know, Boyd and Doug, and now Liz. So for those of you who are involved or prospecting with people in that field discipline, you know, keep that in mind. Um, the other thing I just wanted to talk in the last couple of minutes was to say um, that um, I hadn't done a live show since last year um, and uh, just came back from one here. And it was, it was really, there's no other way than to say it was in my face that I would say there was a lot of people who were familiar with the, the horse set Either they had one or they had heard about it. And if they had one, they came to ask me questions because there, you know, there was, um, you know, they hadn't gotten a lot of support after they got it. And they had really simple questions. You know, some of it was, you know, about the batteries and how to clean the unit. And a lot of things like that that, that I think as distributors, it's our responsibility to take care of our clients so that um, they know how to get the best use out of the unit. Um, but the thing that also surprised me is that with exceptions out of over 100 people over a four-day period, none of them even knew that there was a human unit. 
they never even seen it, they hadn't heard about it before, and I'm going, what, you know, um, what a lost opportunity to help that horse by making sure that the rider was in better shape to be able to have Beamer sessions themselves. Um, and I was just, I was really amazed. So I want to encourage you to say, if you are doing demos at a barn or talking to a prospect, make sure that you offer them uh, human uh, sessions as well and that they know that that unit is available because um, I can't tell you how surprised these people were. Wow, you know, I didn't know they made one for people. <laughs> so I got used to being a broken record over t- over this time. Um, and just it, it was really um, um, sad to me that these people, because, um, you know, they were limping walking in, you know, stiff shoulders, couldn't turn their neck, you know, um, lower back pain, neck pain, all kinds of uh, problems like that. Um, And, you know, they're very grateful for knowing that this was there. So um, we always want to discourage people from using their Beamer horse set on themselves. We know that it happens, but we discourage it. Um, And to say, you know, here's an opportunity to be able to tell people that um, that this technology can help them and that will in turn help their horse. One of the things that's really easier to take to, take to a barn in addition to the bee pad would be the bee sit, you know, because you're not going to be hauling the bee body around at a barn most likely. Um, but so the combination of the bee sit with the bee pad is a great thing to be able to show your clients. So please do the horse a favor Help them help help the rider get in better shape, and um, and make sure that your customers and your prospects know that we offer two medical devices. Um, I think we're really missing an opportunity, and and um, it's a it's um, a shame from the horse's point of view. And so I want to encourage people to say if you're if you're promoting the Beamer horse set. You need to know about the human set too, and you need to be able to demo it. So that's that's my um, uh, up on my soapbox today. But I don't know, Rainy or Tiff, <laughs> if you want to talk about that too. Uh, I mean, I can talk really quick about it. Is definitely, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever gone to a barn and not brought my my human set. Um, and I just I bring the whole the whole set. I mean, if if people don't want me to set it up or there's no room to set it up, then I'll usually just bring out the accessories and show people. But um, I have just a zero gravity kind of lawn chair thing that I bring with me, and almost always there's a you know place somewhere to to set that up really quick. Um, and so I, that's that's what I do, and I set them you know both up, and I'm doing owners, I'm doing you know riders, I'm doing barn owners, I'm as long with their horses. So and a lot of them want to to know what their horse is feeling. Um, and if it's purely just for that, um, at least they, A, know there's a, a human unit, but they also, it, I think it helps them to be able to lay on it themselves and and kind of get their own experience of, of what, what their horse is going through too. So, Tiff, I'm sure you have, I'm sure you get a little bit of what Cindy got where you have people, because you're in, in the more horse shows and things like that where people may not know about the human unit. Well, would not know it exists a little bit um, because when I go to places I set up a booth usually but then I'm also walking around and so I typically don't carry both units when I'm walking around (laughs) but 
I well, yeah. make sure, obviously, that, hey, there's human unit, and, you know, this is what you, your horse is the best example of showing that relaxation. It takes a little longer to convince the humans, but um, there is a human <laughs> unit, unit and it's available to purchase, obviously. So, yeah, I know you guys touched on all of it. It's really good to mention that, throw that in there. And grab out the accessories is like what you said, Rainy, is, is the best way. And, and have it portable. Um, mine is always portable. I don't ever have to plug it in. Like recharge the battery mm-hmm. that comes with it. You can purchase that um, additionally. Yeah, and some of them come with it already. So, um, But, yeah, that's a nice feature. that you can just set it up forever and you're mobile and you don't have to worry about having electricity. Yeah, good point about the battery. Yeah, I have batteries in all of mine, so it's, it's something I sometimes don't always yeah. remember that not everybody does. <laughs> and we're about yeah. to get cut off here. I, I think I might be able to extend it out, but um, we do have another caller that maybe um, if, if I'm going to open your line, but we are going to run out of time here really quick, so hopefully it's quick. If not, I will say save that for next week. So um, area code uh, 859, area code 859, you're live on Blog Talk. Hi, this is Claudia in Lexington, Kentucky. I'll go real fast. Um, I was okay, at the Land Rover, Land Rover last week, and it was awesome. The Beamer booth was fantastic. It was busy, and we just had got the word out, and it's just wonderful. And also, yesterday I was beaming the Lexington Mounted Police Horses. I've been doing that for several weeks now. And uh, the chiropractor wonderful. she was there, and I, and I always do take my human set. So after she got finished with the horses and we got finished with the Beamer, uh, I said, would you like to try it? I said, are you sore? She said, believe me, I'm sore. So she got (laughs) on it and she's interested in both sets. So she always had seen the human set a week before at the police station. But anyway, it was neat. So I'm actually just um, beaming them right now just, you know, to get them interested in it. And we're just trying to find a way for them to purchase it. So we'll see what happens. But the chiropractor was very um, impressed, and she works on humans as well. And she said, I can just see this in my office right now. So anyway, I'm loving what I'm doing. And being with the horses has been the greatest thing in the world for me. It really has. It's just given me a new mission on life. Oh, that's so great, yeah. and I and I love to hear that. Um, you know, about the police horses. That's a great, great um, contact, and and yes, they, they the way they work, they definitely need that. Um, and I, uh-huh. it's, it's great to to be able to meet those other practitioners and um, let them know, you know, what you're doing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to Louisville next Tuesday to work with their uh, mounted police. But also, I get to meet Cindy Parkinson today. She's coming into. Um, Kentucky for the Derby, and so we're going to meet about probably 3.30 or 4, and we've met over blog talk, so I'm excited about that. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so I'm so glad. Thank you for coming on and sharing all those great okay. uh, little Thank nuggets you. from the from Lexington and or, I mean from um, the the Land Rover and to, to everything that you're doing. That's great. I would love for you to come on um, and let us uh, talk to us about all the the things you're doing with the Mounted Police. That's amazing. Well, it's been fun. It's just been in my heart forever, and then COVID hit, and then I got my uh, horse set, and I thought, I'm just going to do it. So that's what I did, and I'm loving it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not next week because we're – yeah. Next week we're doing our um, our usage with uh, Dr. Marley Svonk, but the week after would be great mm-hmm. if you could call in and kind of let us know what you're doing at those mounted police. I'd, I'd really love to hear more about it. 
Okay. Sure, I'd be glad to. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye. All right, ladies, we are out of time. So, anything quick for the for the end of the uh, end of the show from either of you? Nope, I'm good. I said Fine. it all. <laughs> for all, the all right, Tiff. Any final words? Oh yes, yes. Happy Mother's uh, Day this weekend. Day. And there's so many babies on the ground right now. So so many mothers, horses, <laughs> so many babies. Loving this time of year. Happy to be here, and thank you for Absolutely. having me. Absolutely. Thanks thank so you, much, Tiff. Uh, Tiff and Cindy. Love doing this show with you guys. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone. Um, we are going to go for the day. I know we've taken a lot of your time today, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, be sure to tune into all the rest of the days of Blog Talk. We're doing some great things on all the other days. Um, but we'll meet you here back next Thursday for Usage with Dr. Marley Svonk for our, our monthly talk. So um, I hope to hear you. I hope to hear from all of you next week. Bye, everyone. I hope you have such a great week. Bye. Thank Thank you. Bye. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back really soon. Until then, here's to your health.